0: This is SBR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered. <laughs>
1: what? What now? What? It's just so loud. It's so loud. Why is it so loud? <laughs> I could do the There's darkest, darkest timeline. I could
0: do the darkest, darkest timeline one. <laughs> it's, it's SBR covid day 121 <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: just keep it oh my gosh that's actually is that where we're in that's close to the actual number right
0: it's something like that
1: oh my gosh let's just keep it it's fine we'll keep this,
0: <laughs> this, is, this what is good. let's continue <laughs> no let's continue we're gonna it's do okay. it right this is it's sbr okay. people's pod give me unqualified <laughs> un- un- content every single week i'm cliffy's joe that wasn't at 1.5 speed that's how fast i'm talking and <laughs> welcome back everybody
1: what's up everybody
0: guys it's happening basketball is back i know joe keeps telling me every time when he looks at the rundown why is there so much wwe in here we hear
1: you guys what are we, we talking hear about basketball non-listens we hear you telling us that you actually want us to talk about basketball not wwe not other random stuff no more gronk he is gone forever that's the last time you'll ever hear his name on this podcast unless they win the super bowl
0: or he does something else. Very. <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta talk about it. But basketball is on the verge of its glorious return. The NBA has just published top 100 dunks of the 1920 season, and it's got me hyped. Some crazy good dunks. So what we're gonna do is give you a super-sized basketball news day, in a game we like to call all day or cray cray. Joe, I'm gonna tell you one of the sports stories, and I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you? Follow it all day, or is it the most preposterous thing you've ever heard? It's the cray-crayest thing you've ever heard, so let's start. Oh, preposterous. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Should we have called it all day or preposterous? (laughs) (laughs) All right. First, Joe, I sent you a video called Kendrick Perkins showing off his insane handles.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: And, And, Joe, the video is not looped. It is him doing oh my gosh very simple dribble moves that any sixth grader can do but yet he posted it on this video and he was challenged by assistant development coach on the lakers to show off his handles and i don't know why but this is what he put out there i don't know if this was multiple takes but this is what he put out there joe all day or cray cray after watching this nba scout should be blowing up his phone to pick him up for the playoffs
1: Guys, if you haven't watched the video, go watch it. Go watch it real quick right now. I know you're not in your car. I know you're just at home on your computer. <laughs> just go watch Everyone it real is. quick. Everyone or pick up put it up on your phone. It's so It's so embarrassing, honestly. It's so embarrassing that this guy is actually an NBA player. And Cliff, you and I talked about this, you know, on our previously unreleased recording. <laughs> but it's like, you know, there are those there are those moments that NBA players have when they're not in an NBA context where you're impressed by them. Mm. You're like, oh shoot, Brian Scalabrini, I don't know Brian Scalabrini could really ball, but if you put Brian Scalabrini on the court with a bunch of non players. he balls fools, them up. He balls out. Yeah, all of a sudden he's hitting ball. You every don't want to see
0: him at twenty four hour fitness. You don't want to see him at it. A... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you don't want to see him on the black – you know, you don't want to see him at Central Park, right? You go there, you start playing, and all of a sudden, this guy is dominating. He is jamming on fools. He is blocking the crap out of people.
0: Posting, dribbling, all of it.
1: Yeah, and you realize, oh, wow, NBA players are really good at basketball. They're playing against the, you know, 450 greatest players in the world – And so even if you're a bench guy, even if you're a Brian Scalabrini who's kind of funny, you know, to NBA fans, if you just play regular Fools, you're awesome. If you take them out of the NBA context, they're amazing. And yet Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins can't even show off in front of nobody. He's just dribbling by himself. There are no defenders. He's not even playing. Like, can you imagine if he's trying that dribble package at the park? I mean, I'm stealing that ball, right? Like, there's. The, the, it's not that impressive. No one's being shook. No one's being juked, right? It's just like, honestly, if Micah did that exact same dribble package, that exact combination uh-huh. of moves, I could send you that video and you'd be like, I mean, I guess it's all right. <laughs> you know, if my <laughs> five year old son did it, you'd just be like, I guess it's okay. I mean, you know, it's not not great but hey good job you're getting better you're getting better buddy (laughs) and that's how i feel about watching kendrick perkins do this it's it's pretty sad when
0: i was watching this package if we can call it that
1: (laughs) i mean you would never pay vc for this package for this
0: when he was you know kind of like i don't know he's like hesitating or he's like you know like it kind of stall I don't know or like it's the a little feet, jittery yeah, it's the foot shuffling shuffling his feet. It felt like watching Creamy Biggins. <laughs> Creamy Biggums! <laughs> where he's just jokingly dribbling the ball and like ridiculously displaying a hesitation move that doesn't make any sense. That's how I felt about Kendrick Perkins. I'm like, is he joking? Is that what's Was happening Cream, Cream, right now? Cream Biggums can dribble. He actually can kind of – he, he actually he moves. has got some moves.
1: Yeah. So it's worse. He's like, he's like very agile it's for his size. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Cream Binghams. Kendrick Perkins, who actually played in the NBA. Ugh, it's – no, no, no NBA Scouts should be blowing up his phone? What, what?
0: come on. Man. Hey, this is all day or cray cray. I gotta say crazy <laughs> statements and you gotta just go all in or all out.
1: That's true. It makes it easy to say cray cray. <laughs> it makes it very easy. I wanna you know what's more to me, what's cray cray is that somebody labeled this insane handles. <laughs> <laughs> Who labeled this? Who called this insane? Did he write? Is that the title that he chose for this video? Did he say insane handles?
0: It's an, in, it's an influencer post. You know, like, you know, an influencer posts, the ads on Instagram, like they make you say these crazy things that you just wouldn't say. And then at the end, you say hashtag ad. That's what <laughs> that's what happened. Kendrick Perkins just told him, he said, like, can you just post this for me?
1: You have to, you have, it has to be clickbaity. We understand it's 2020. That's the world we're living in now. But man, I mean, come on. There's, come on guys. Even on these clickbaits, even on these, on these clickbait things, you got to have some integrity, man. You got to just, you got to just have a little bit. You can't call this insane handles. That's, that's wrong.
0: Some people gain the freshman 15. Some people gain the COVID-19. But some people go the other way. And, you know, Joe, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm talking about Skinny Harden and Skinny Jokic. (laughs) What? Joe, have you seen Skinny Harden? There's a pic of him hiking, and he looks skinny. He he
1: does. He's like, he is. Like, he's legit Skinny (laughs) Harden.
0: But more than skinny, his beard looks just disheveled. I mean, what <laughs> happened? He looked like he came from a zombie apocalypse. His beard's all disheveled.
1: I know. Does he look is it skinniness or is it like is he Trauma? like emaciated? <laughs> like, yeah, like is he is he just kind of wearing down?
0: So that's that's how I felt about Harden. But when I saw Jokic, I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> is this dude handsome? <laughs> it's like oh my goodness he is skinny he is super skinny
1: that's actually he looks literally different he does like he looks legitimately like a different person he does that's kind of funny that you actually said that that he like is he handsome (laughs) he really his facial features became a lot more jawline is like defined. his jawline like dude you look like
0: ivan drago dude
1: (laughs) he does look like drago all of a sudden Wow.
0: Uh, he, I don't know, man. I know. it's It, it's, it leaves you speechless. But, Joe, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. There's another person that's caught along to the skinniness. The aforementioned Kendrick Perkins with his insane handles had an insane take. He says the Rockets are now the heavy favorites to win the NBA title with Skinny Harden. Joe, all day or cray-cray, Skinny Harden makes the Rockets the favorite to win the NBA title.
1: Perk. Perk. The... The heavy favorites. He called them the heavy favorites just because Harden got – come on, man. Come on. Honestly, I think I would would rather – if he said this about Jokic, if he said this about the Nuggets and Jokic, I would say that has more credibility than saying it about the Rockets.
0: So you think Skinny Harden is – Skinny Jokic is going to be more valuable than Skinny Harden?
1: Yes. Do you know why? Why? Because James Harden's game is not really predicated on him being skinny.
0: Hmm.
1: Like it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't if he's benefit skinny or not him. basically. It doesn't benefit him, right? Because I mean the way he plays and actually I think his bulk benefits him a little bit. Because he gets you know, fouled. When he gets he in the, the lane. Line. Yeah, cuz when he gets in the lane, he's really strong with the ball and when guys bump into him, they kind of come off him, right? It doesn't affect his shot a lot. I think that actually helps. He lowers his shoulder, you know, when he gets into the lane, he has that low uh, ball it's how Jordan combated cold.
0: the Detroit Bad Boy Pistons.
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, so he, it's kind of good that he's a little, he's got some girth, but. You know, with Jokic, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously it's good that he's big, you know, when he's in the post, but I mean, he's too big. <laughs> you know, we saw what too bigness does to Jokic at the beginning of the season. Yes. He was just not Jokic. He, you need a little more agility. I think this skinny Jokic is going to help Jokic's game like crazy. Mm. I think maybe it'll hurt him slightly, just a little bit in the post because he does need to be big, but he's tall enough. You know, he's big enough where it's not going to affect him a lot. And whatever he loses on that shoulder bump to the to the jump hook he's gonna gain in probably every 20 inches of vert <laughs> 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 i mean he's gonna actually be able to jump now so he doesn't have to rely on that bump all the time i mean he's gonna be able to rebound he's gonna be able to like turn his body more easily when he's passing the ball i mean he can have more lift on his shot i mean yeah literally this can make him a completely different player he can have those poor Zingas drives now you know, where he's pump faking on the outside and actually get in the lane and finish instead of having to... You know what he does, right, when he gets... He pump fakes and then he he posts up. (laughs) He pump fakes, he gets the guy in the air and then he posts up. (laughs) Like, he backs him down from 20 feet away instead of blowing by him and so... You know, I I think it actually helps, you know, skinny Jokic way more than it
0: helps skinny Harden. It definitely helps skinny Jokic. His game is predicated on speed, and yet he carried all this weight. (laughs) All this weight on him, and he succeeded (laughs) despite the weight. It's not like Harden is succeeding despite the weight. No one really thought Harden was big. No one was like, oh, Harden, he needs to lose weight, you know? Like, he's so slow. Like, his step-backs are ineffective because he's so slow. No, no one has uttered those words before. You're just like, oh, wow. You're just shocked by the transformation. Like, oh, wow. And you equate skinniness to fitness. But his moat, like, his... It's not like Embiid, right? He doesn't, like, fade out because he, he, he his endurance. He fades out right. because of his mental game. Skinniness right, doesn't right. help your mental game, right? So that's the right. part that Harden needs to overcome, and skinniness doesn't do that. Whereas Jokic, everyone's like, hey, you're a little too big, dude. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. Did you come into camp out of shape? What's going on with you? Are you going to work yourself into shape? And he admits, I came to camp out of shape. I worked myself into shape, and his numbers skyrocketed up. What's going to yep. happen with skinny Jokic? I'm scared. It's going to be so <laughs> good. <laughs> like he's going to be he's going to actually be able to, limit, be able to yeah. bend down and do a crossover between the legs. It the league should be scared. Everything is for him is predicated on nimbleness and and speed. And so I think it's going to be amazing to watch.
1: The, the funny thing is he comes into camp a little overweight, right? But like people don't even say like, dude, you're kind of overweight. They're just like are you overweight
0: <laughs> they're just like they're not even they're not sure. sure what's the norm <laughs> right.
1: they're not sure you know because it's not like he's like buff and defi- you know it's not like he's cut up normally and then he comes in a little overweight you know it wasn't like Shaq. like when you saw shack you're like oh dude this dude he came in overweight right he needs to work yeah. himself back you know i mean people literally at the beginning of the season we were saying obviously it's obviously that he's kind of overweight yeah. he needs to work his way into shape but i think a lot of people are just kind of like what's wrong with Jokic?
0: <laughs> right why is he getting off?
1: So it's so weird. <laughs> like it's weird. Why is he not playing well? You know, we're thinking like, oh, he's 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 bigger. I mean, look at him, right? But it's hard to tell, right? <laughs> Some people are like, well, it's not like he was super defined before. So for him, because it's not like Harden doesn't get enough separation on his shot already, oh. you know what I mean? He he already gets the shots he wants. Man, what's Jokic gonna be like? <laughs> He has no vert at all. I mean, this is a real sane moment. This is a real... Now he's going to dunk.
0: He's not going to do layups. He's going to dunk. He's
1: leveling up, man. We're going to see some posters where Jokic is on the other side of the poster.
0: (laughs) But to bring it back, what's the hotter Kendrick Perkins take? That Skinny Harden makes the Rockets the favorites? Or that his handles are insane?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. If by hot you mean insane, (laughs) then I still have to go with that. Those (laughs) handles are insane.
0: (laughs) Because there's more of a chance I could actually win. No. I was gonna. I was gonna say the Sham God didn't wow you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Sham God! It's the worst part.
0: Didn't wow you? It's the worst
1: part. (laughs) What do you think what do you think Kendrick Perkins handles are like? because I think like it wasn't that it was disappointing per se, but it was like, you know like when I watched the video I thought, oh, when you said it to me because you didn't say what it was, yeah. I thought well maybe there's a chance he's actually really good. Right, like maybe because the you know, there's always effect, this, right? Right, yeah, because there's always this chance, like oh, I assume it's gonna be bad, but you never know if he's just actually dribbling, like Shaq, you know, in the All Star games, like once in a while he would show off his handles, and you'd be surprised. And I thought maybe it'll be that, yeah. but of course it turned out to be even worse than I expected. Because you see the first frame,
0: be. and from the first frame you know that this is something that he's filming. For this specific purpose <laughs> to be posted on social for other people to see his insane handles.
1: Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that, but that's true because the way it's framed, it's not even like someone's filming him no, right? just doing it's it. It's not
0: like He's... he was at the park just like right. messing around, just playing, and someone happened right. to catch him, which would right. have been more respectable. <laughs>
1: Right. This is, he knows this is for this reason. And so your expectations are set up in a certain way. Yes. He's, he thinks he's showing off. What is that like, Cliff? Like, what is that like when it's like, hey, maybe, I mean, I think it's going to be bad, but maybe it'll actually be good. But then it turns out, wow, I, this is terrible. (laughs) Like, this is
0: just. Do you remember, like, when we were going on missions and stuff, people would go to, like, Thailand and stuff like that. And the people that went to, like, Thailand or Cambodia, they would all come back and say durian is, like, the greatest thing of all time. It's, like, all – it's the god of fruit. It's actually called the god of fruit. That's its nickname because it tastes like strawberries and pineapples and peaches, like, all combined together. Like, it's the greatest thing. And this thing looks crazy. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like an oven mitt.
1: <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have never seen durian in real life. It looks weird.
0: It looks crazy, <laughs> and when you open it, it like opens like a loaf of bread, just like right. rips open there, and it's you don't even know how to eat it, but you just grab a chunk, and it's kind of like eating a cherry where you eat it with the seed inside. Yes, and uh, you know the first couple bites, like that first frame, you see like, oh, I see what they're talking about, and then Joe, what does it taste like right after that?
1: Uh, it tastes like dirty socks dipped in gasoline
0: <laughs> and you're like w- why would anyone do this surely
1: if you Someone
0: if you've dreaming. ever had
1: durian you know that's exactly <laughs> like that exactly captured because it is it's like sweet right at the beginning like right when you stick it you're like oh why because you know well here's because some people tell you it's bad right uh-huh. Yeah, you know, some people tell you it's bad, and some people tell you it's good, and so it's hard. You don't really know what to think, but right when you first taste it, you're like, "Oh, it's like it's not bad," and then that it taste hits you, that aftertaste where you're like, "Oh my gosh, why, why, why did I eat this?" <laughs> and that's kind of crazy. That's Kendrick Perkins dribbling package. This is when you go on, you go to your character on NBA 2K and you're like, oh, I'm going to purchase a dribbling package. I only got seven VC. I only have, for some reason, I have this strange odd number. No, wait, wait, wait. um... It's,
0: It's like, it's like putting all of your skills into like shooting, dunking. You didn't put any skills into handles, but when you see your VC, like just like, you know, like you're like updating stuff he's just like dribbling in the like just like in the avatar he's just like dribbling and it's so bad
1: no you're like hey why does why does kendrick perkins have a dribble package available for purchase it's like you know kyrie's got one you know, Steph Curry's got one. Harden's got CP3. He's got one. You're like, oh, there's a Kendrick Perkins dribble pack. I'll just I'll buy this. I'll get this one. And then you equip it, and your dude, your character, is tripping over his own feet. He's all of a sudden, I don't know why, he's taking 20 hesitation. steps when he dribbles. A lot of
0: hesitation. <laughs> On stutter, hezy. stutter, stutter, stutter.
1: It's all hezy and no move. <laughs> it's just stutter steps, but there's no explosion. There's no, There's no crossover. There's no finish. It's just that
0: over and over again so we're going down to orlando joe first thing i want to talk about something incredibly serious the nba is banning ping pong doubles games (laughs) but not singles games doubles games joe joe officially banning doubles ping pong is that are, are you all day on that or is that cray cray what what Wait. What? What? Why? Because of fear of COVID.
1: Why? Why? They're playing basketball. <laughs> they're playing five
0: <five-on-five> on five basketball. <laughs>
1: they're playing. They're playing basketball. Why is doubles ping pong banned? That doesn't make any it's sense. They're standing
0: really close to each other, side by side. You know.
1: Who? They're all quarantined together. They're all together already. They're in a bubble separate from the whole world for, for this purpose because they're playing basketball against each other. Why does this matter? Why does this make any difference? This makes no sense. Why did they? Who came up with this?
0: I'm sure, I swear, it's probably some dude late at night. His name is Phil. He's like, but what if they played like doubles ping pong They're like oh shoot. oh shoot oh shoot oh shoot just put that in the rules just like <laughs> oh shoot phil
1: fudge good thing you thought of that i didn't even think of that doubles ping that's that's, that's a big it's <laughs> dangerous. dangerous that's a big danger sign man we got to put this we got to make some signs laminate them put them up all near all the ping pong tables no doubles ping pong you got, you guys gotta if you're if you got next you gotta wait in line six feet away from each other. <laughs> Everybody gets their own paddle. Y'all use you can't, separate you can't balls. Sure it's
0: the same one. <laughs> They're all coordinating together. They're playing basketball. <laughs> They're playing basketball. This you have bigger problems wow. than doubles ping pong. That's for sure. All right, last one, Joe. Sources are saying the NBA is determining Disney-quality hotels based <laughs> on seating. So, at the Grand Destino, the, the number one hotel oh, in is that Orlando, the Is that
1: the best one? That's the best one.
0: You got the Bucks, you got the Lakers, you got the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Heat. At the Grand, Dude, F- at the Grand Floridian. We made it,
1: we made it, guys. The, Grand the Floridian, the Lakers. Got, we made it. You got it the, 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 the Thunder, you got the Sixers,
0: you got the Rockets, the Pacers, the Mavs, the Nets, the Grizzlies, and the Magic. And at the yacht club, <laughs> you got the, <laughs> the yacht club. You got Blazers, you got the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Wizards, and the Sun Kings.
1: The Sun Kings, Joe. Nice. Guys,
0: <laughs> using seating to determine hotel quality. All day or cray cray?
1: You know what, Cliff? I gotta go all day on this one. (laughs) I gotta go all day. If you wanted to stay at the Grand Destino, Thunder, Sixers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavs, Nets, y'all should have played better. You should have cared more during the season. I mean, nobody knew there was gonna be a global pandemic and you'd be playing all your games in Disney World. But hey, every game matters, right? Like, that's the mantra. That's the mantra of all sports. Every game matters. You can't be doing this uh, load management stuff. You know, you can't be taking games off. You got to play hard. And, hey, this is the reward for all of that hard play, for taking every game seriously, for having the best records in the league. You get to stay at the grand destino. (laughs)
0: I mean how bad is it really? I mean they're all staying in suites, <laughs> know. you know? How bad can it, how it bad be? How bad can it be? Can it, staying in suites. How bad can it be? It's fine. I mean they're not going to give you small rooms because they got to live there for however long they're living there. And honestly, right. did any of anybody expect those bottom teams, the Blazers, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Suns, the Wizards to go far in the playoffs, let alone make the playoffs? <laughs>
1: Wait, but the thing is, if they're in there, they have to stay in there right until everything's over. Yeah. So they have to stay at the yacht club. So if you're on the wizard, you have to stay at the yacht club until the finals are over? And then even a couple weeks after that's that. That's a good question. Because... Can you
0: upgrade to Grand Floridian if you <laughs> knock out one of those teams? And can you upgrade to Grand Destino? <laughs> Cause that's motivation. That's the force. That would
1: be That would be awesome. Do you think like if you make it to the Western or Eastern Conference Finals, they're like, hey um you guys could play doubles ping pong now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Hey, we're lifting wow. the doubles ping pong ban because you guys, you're the elites. <laughs> so you get to play doubles ping pong, you guys get to play PlayStation next to each other, you guys get to eat together at the same table." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's Do you think probably, there's that's like probably perks? what's happening? <laughs>
1: They have these little cards and like they get these stamps. And it's like, oh shoot, I got a stamp. We c- I can do a doubles ping pong today.
0: Every single day, every single day, they r- cut out one page of the rule book from the back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they just rip they it just out. They just rip it out.
0: That rule's done.
1: I have, a, I have a question for you, Cliff. Do you think the reason, the true reason, the Davies Bertans is not going. It's because he saw that he's at the Yacht Club and he's like, dude, forget this. I ain't going to no Yacht Club.
0: He's like, I got to quarantine for like a month and a half and stay at the Yacht Club? Come on, man.
1: He's like, I don't even get to stay at the GF, the Grand Floridian. <laughs> the GF, that's my spot. I mean, I can't go to the GD, but you tell me I can't even go to the GF?
0: Trevor Ariza was like, nah, man. Yacht Club? What? I'm a veteran. I don't do this. <laughs> oh, man. that
1: I'm all day on this, though. I'm all day. You got it, Adam Silver. you the man.
0: <laughs> you are the man. Come on. How else are you going to do it? Just random? No, man. No, it doesn't make sense.
1: That probably would have been more fair, but no, it's cool. (laughs) Some kind of random lottery probably would have been better, but, you know, this makes sense.
0: All right, we're going to give you more NBA Restart with more All Day or Cray Cray after this. We'll be back. All right, we are back with more NBA Basketball with the restart in Orlando with more All Day or Cray Cray. First one, Avery Bradley is out. Mm. Avery Bradley is out for the Lakers, and Joe, J.R. Smith is in.
1: <laughs> oh gosh,
0: is that good news for the Lakers? You know, if not, who should have replaced Avery Bradley? Joe, all day or cray cray. J.R. Smith gives the Lakers a better chance at a title than Avery Bradley.
1: Uh, this is a pretty easy cray cray. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily because of losing Avery Bradley I do know that you know I think a lot of people seem to be very bummed that Avery Bradley is not going to be there a lot of Laker fans I don't think it's a huge deal honestly um Avery Bradley on the season he's been averaging 8.6 points two boards uh one assist one steal Less than a steal, 0.9 steals, Mm -hmm. shooting about 44% from the field, 36% from three. So, you know, nothing jumps off the page, obviously, statistically. I know Avery Bradley's real-life value is more than his stats show. He's a, you know, hard-nosed defender. He's one of those guys that can, like, pick up full court and, you know, not get tired and, like, you know, harass a guy, like, bother him. It is good. I mean, obviously, it would be better to have him, but I don't think it's a huge— huge loss not having him it's basically going to be made up by like more ac and kcp as much as i as much as we've ragged on kcp he's actually played pretty well this season he did the thing is jr smith no no come on come on guys jr smith jr smith why why jr smith why he hasn't played in like two years the, la- the last time he played was the 2018-19 season. He played 11 games. <laughs> he played 11 games. He averaged 6 points. <laughs> like, c- come on, man. Uh, He shot 34% <laughs> from the field in those 11 games. The previous season, where he played a, pr- you know, a pretty full season, he averaged 8 points on 40% shooting. Like, this guy, he hasn't been good in, in quite a while. Since, like, 2012. And the thing... Yeah, and the thing that we remember about him is that he screwed up in Game One of the Finals. I mean, that's the thing we all—that's re- all of our most re- recent memory of J.R. Smith. It might be the most significant thing, or maybe the most memorable thing he's ever done in the NBA, like in his entire career. And I—I I think they were talking about it on the jump, and like Rachel Nichols was like, "Yeah," and he's been to multiple NBA Finals, and we know he has this experience. It's like. He won't. What did she say? She said something like, "He won't be um, overwhelmed by the moment." I'm like, "What are you talking about? The last time he was in the finals, he did the stupid thing and made LeBron lose. Like, like, I mean, he didn't definitely guarantee he was gonna lose, but basically, you know, pissed him off so much that he couldn't play after (laughs) that. (laughs) It's like, why? Why are we? Why? Why do we think that that guy's actually gonna help us? There is way more of a chance that he's gonna do something disastrous for the team than that he's just gonna do nothing. <laughs> like, like not even. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Avery Bradley would either be a you know kind of a non-factor or a benefit on defense. Jr. Smith is probably gonna be a non-factor. Best case scenario, or like a really negative factor. <laughs> he's gonna do something dumb, and so. Yeah, I mean, definitely doesn't. He definitely does not give us a better chance at a title, more than Avery Bradley or even more than nobody. (laughs) That's my take.
0: J.R. Smith. (laughs) J.R. Smith. What I'm confused by is, is he LeBron's boy or not? Right? Because LeBron should hate this dude. He should be like, "What the heck? What is wrong with you?" But somehow, he snuck his way. Onto another LeBron team. Which makes me think. Again, LeBron, the GM, the puppeteer, the Orochimaru, LeBron Sama, is making this happen. And I'm the chemistry guy, right? And you yes. get Avery Bradley, the guy that doesn't say much, who's right. kind of just like works hard and plays hard. And then you bring in J.R. Smith, who's now gonna take away minutes from guys like KCP. And Ac, yep. and Danny Green, yep. You know, like just Kuzma, the the Kuzma, especially Kuzma, especially Kuzma. He's gonna he be hates playing Kuzma. crunch time
1: minutes over Kuzma, which is just dumb. Like it makes no sense.
0: That is the worst thing that could happen. I'm the most disappointed in Rob Polinka. That's mm. who I'm the most disappointed until actually mm. let this happen. Um, I know LeBron's gonna do his thing. He's going to LeBron-sama his way to everything. But, you know, Rob, it's his job to kind of push back and be like, oh, Avery Bradley, what he gave us was toughness and defense. Maybe we should try to replace that with J.R. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Has he ever played defense before? No, 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 no. Um,
1: We need more memes. You know there haven't been enough Laker memes, <laughs> so we need a meme guy. Let's get J.R. Smith.
0: Really, the person you want to bring back is DeMarcus Cousins, who had to get basically furloughed, or you know, uh, from the Lakers, and bring him back as a goodwill gesture. He's part of the team. He's been part of the team all year. Like, yeah. let's make him part of the team officially. Even if you don't need a big man, even if he plays like a couple minutes a game, let's get his confidence up. It's all good.
1: Yeah, that would be, like, a huge morale boost. The thing about JR, too, is it's, like, I don't know. Do you think it boosts? Well, I'm going to legitimately ask you this. Do you think it boosts morale when JR, like, hits a big three? Or do you think it's one of those things where it's, like, oh, what the heck? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shoot. Yeah, nice. Like, it's like that, but it doesn't actually help the – you know what I mean? Because I know when he does something stupid – It's definitely going to – like, basketball-wise, it's definitely going to hurt morale. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he has a big turnover at the end of a game, if he fouls somebody he's not supposed to foul because he doesn't understand, you know, score and clock and situation, like, if he's not up on those things, if he's not acutely aware of all those things all the time and he does something dumb, if he does it, it's going to be worse than if, like, Danny Green did it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if Danny Green did it, you'd be like, oh, shoot – it's so weird because he usually knows those things and he kind of made a mistake there, but it's all right. You know, we'll 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 cover for him and we'll kind of make up for it. If J.R. Smith does it at the end of a game in like an important game, then people are going to be like, oh my gosh, why did we get this guy? Mm. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, oh man, oh, we replaced A.B. with this guy. Like, oh geez, you know? And then, and it's going to like hurt. I know it's going to hurt in that way. And so I don't know, man. And if LeBron really did orchestrate it, which he probably did. That only makes sense. Then we're going to be like, then people are going to be like, man, why did LeBron bring this guy? You know, like we could have exactly. got somebody else and that just hurts. Chem- you are the chemistry guy. And
0: you know, that's going to hurt chemistry. It's here's the thing, right? To answer your question. No, it's not going to help when he hits threes because he's going to do it in the minutes that Kuzma should have been hitting threes or that mm. KCP should have been hitting threes. Right. And so, when he doesn't hit those threes, when he uh takes all those minutes and plays poorly, it's gonna be uh. such a ridiculous adverse effect, right? right? Versus when he actually does do like what he can only meet or disappoint expectations at this point, right. right, you know right he can't he can't exceed it's not gonna be so well, so
1: you don't think you don't think one game he'll have like. Thirty points or something. You know what I mean? Like you don't think he has the potential to ever I, I, I blow do up like I that. I think
0: he will. Um, I just wonder if people will come by his side and be like, Yeah, great job. Or people will just be like, Hey, <laughs> high five. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's that's what I think. I don't know. Mm. But that's that's to me the effect of J.R. Smith. All right, next one. Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Smith? Smith? What is Son this? Williamson. <laughs> Zion <laughs> Williamson. Jeez, what's oh going on? Oh my gosh, man? it's been so long. <laughs> it's because of Jr. Smith. I got Jr. Jr. in the brain. The Pelicans have drawn the easiest schedule in the return back to action. Joe, all day or cray cray. The NBA is rigging a Zion playoff berth.
1: Huh. I think I have to go all day on this one because yes, I'm the conspiracy guy, but Pelicans so out of <clears throat> So uh I think the Ringer did a thing where they kind of analyzed strength of schedule. Right. Um so for the West, the plain contenders, Pelicans 22, so that's the 22nd easiest of, um, you know, or I'm sorry, the twenty the twenty second hardest strength of schedule. So they're the easiest strength of schedule out of all twenty two teams that are there. Um, the Kings are at nineteen. The Spurs are at eighteen. But do we really expect the Kings and the Spurs to make a you know to make any noise to actually get into the playoffs? Probably not, right? The Suns are at six, which is interesting. <laughs> Probably not notable, right? But the Grizzlies are at seven, who are currently in that <laughs> in spot, the right? Spot. And the Blazers, the number one contender, of course, according to everybody, third hardest during the schedule. Come on, man. This is like almost too obvious. Like, come on. You give the Blazers three, you give the Grizzlies seven, and then you give the Pelicans the 22, the easiest. I mean, come on, man. Come on. This is definitely. This is definitely shady. Come on, but it's cool. I don't
0: really care. <laughs> I'm going cray cray on this, okay? They definitely what? did not rig it because they would have given they did they would not have given Zion the yacht club. They would have given him <laughs> Grand Testino, alright?
1: <laughs> so you think that you think staying at the Yacht Club is gonna hurt him, so it's gonna hurt his game? It's just going to translate to on the court because you're staying at the YC and you're like, oh, man, I can't I can't handle this. They wouldn't
0: even give me GF. They're not they're not doing anything (laughs) for me. They should have given me GD. All right. Destino.
1: (laughs) Come on, man. That's this is shady, dude. The Blazers. Number three. Are you like how many times does Dame have to get screwed by this league? Like this man, this man is just repeatedly, just time and again, he is just the whipping boy for the NBA, man. They just take it out on Dave every single time. Oh, my gosh. You know, but what's you know even what? more
0: insane is that even if, he th- even if he does make the playoffs, it's going to get lost. All of this, the road, will get lost in the narrative. And it, no one will remember he had the third-hardest schedule to get it back in.
1: This, this man, he never gets the credit he deserves, man. I mean, man. He's the but, yeah, it's definitely rigged. It's definitely
0: rigged. <laughs> <laughs> it's all definitely rigged. All right. NBA players have tested for COVID, and 16 out of the 302 NBA players that are coming back, a little over 5% have tested positive in the first wave of returns. Joe, all day or cray-cray, the NBA will successfully keep everyone away from COVID during the return season.
1: I mean, it depends, honestly. Um, if players are able to keep themselves from playing doubles ping pong, I think that they're going to be okay if they're That's able the to follow those. That's the one they have to stop. Yeah, I, I, I think that is the greatest threat to everybody contracting COVID, mm. uh, as long as they can 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 put a cap on that, I think they're going to be okay.
0: I mean, they're going to put signs up, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as the signs are large and in uh, bright colors and there's pictures, I think yeah. they're going to be gonna all gonna
0: right. It's going to be the twin emoji, and then they're going to do the X around it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. No doubles. No doubles. <laughs> Only singles. Green check next to the singles. Big red X or the uh, you know the the international sign for no. Um, no, they're not gonna. Cause, cause, come on, they can't. Like people are gonna get it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't really think. I don't really think it's possible. That I I consider this whole. It's just a giant. It's a big fat gigantic asterisk on this this whole thing. I mean, I, there's no even close. Honestly, whoever wins, even if the Lakers win, I'm not going to consider this like a legitimate championship. It just yeah. it just can't be like there's players out. There's things going on in the world. People are get, like well, somebody test positive. What's going to happen? You know what I mean? Even one guy tests positive on one team. It's totally going to screw everything up. And so and then everyone who's staying at that hotel. I mean, everyone that's ever played doubles ping pong, everyone that's ever done anything. You know, I mean, they're going to check it all. They're going to I mean, it's just it's going to be a whole mess.
0: I'm gonna go all day here. The NBA really? will successfully keep everyone away from Covid because I believe in Adam Silver. I think he's mm. gonna do as good of a job as he possibly can. but man, it's hard. It's hard because everyone has to buy in to the isolation unless they have like security right. uh, like blocking all the the exits and stuff because you know, uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up was there was a soccer team called the Orlando Pride, a women's soccer team that was going to join the NWSL tournament, but they had to withdraw. And they had to withdraw because almost the entire team got COVID. Mm. And this stemmed from players visiting a bar in Orlando like mm. be right before, so they were yeah. in Orlando, they contracted it and then they had to pull out of the entire tournament. So 10 positive tests, multiple team members. They were all exposed to after they visited the bar. Uh, are they going to be this dumb? Like how loose are they going to be? And I think Adam Silver knows how serious COVID is, right? So that's number one. He, he shut the league down. He was the vanguard in that regards. Number two, th- this, they're testing early. So they already got 16 of the three, 302. That's only 5% of people. Now, are they going to start quarantining now? Like, are they already getting to training camp? I think it's happening next week when they start to arrive. So right. it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But I think if if there is a COVID case, like, what are you going to do? You got to shut it down. Like, Like, he knows that the risk is we can't shut it down again. So he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that it happens. And I think... I think – I put my money on it's going to work. It's going to work.
1: Do you think that the players are going to be able to just stay quarantined the whole time?
0: I do. I think the variable is Mm -hmm. that uh, they're only allowing one person to come with them, right? Uh, Right. But once teams exit the playoffs after round one, people will be able to come in because there's a limit on the quantity of people in the Orlando Park. Uh Uh-huh. What will those people bring in to the fold? Are they quarantining mm-hmm. on their way in? you know so it's there's a lot of variables in the air, but I don't take Adam Silver at lightly. I believe he will do what he can it's
1: a little It's a little tricky though, right, because I mean it's not like. I mean, how are they going to, do you know what I mean? Like, how are they going to track everybody? You know, is there going to be security all over the place? You know, and are those people also going to be quarantined? Or, I mean, there obviously needs to be some interaction with the outside world, because how do you get things in and out? Obviously, you need things to get in and out. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's definitely possible. I don't think it's impossible, but I, I think it will get a little tricky and then also, what if somebody's just like two months in and they're like, "I oh, forget it, man." Like I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to get out. I have yeah. to just like go That's to a, danger. yeah, go to McDonald's or you know what I mean? Like I have to. Ju- I mean, you know, they wouldn't think that because they have other things. But like for some reason, you know, they're like, "I have to go do something" or "I have to just be out of this bubble." You know what I mean? And then do they not get let back in, or you know, like what happens at that point? Um, or will people even know, is somebody like J.R. Smith going to sneak out <laughs> to get the things that he needs to live his life if he doesn't have enough when he comes in? And, you know, what's going to happen at that point, right? Like, what if, Cliff, what if J.R. Smith is the one who sneaks out on his own one night, doesn't tell anybody, contracts COVID, brings it back into the bubble, and everybody gets it? And, and, and the Lakers have to, to
0: have to withdraw from the tournament?
1: And the Lakers are up 3-0 in the finals. <laughs> and at the beginning of game four, they, they discover that J.R. Smith has COVID. And then all of a sudden, they start testing people. Other people have it. What will happen then, Cliff?
0: They got to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> and J.R. Smith <laughs> will have successfully not met his expectations. <laughs> He will have successfully met his expectations <laughs>
1: <laughs> he will have successfully met our expectations of him yes oh, and goodness. destroyed the nba
0: all right that's last the risk one. everyone that's
1: the risk of bringing J.R. smith into this
0: come on rob come on all right last one So players can now change their names on the back of their jerseys to bring awareness to social justice. Mm. And all the courts will have Black Lives Matter written on the court. Mm. Joe, one final all-day or cray-cray. Adam Silver is handling the return to basketball better than any other league commissioner amidst the protests.
1: All day, as usual, Adam Silver is... Like way ahead of the curve when it comes to commissioners and like these leagues, man. I mean, Roger Goodell tried to say some stuff right and just got destroyed. destroyed. And I mean, it's you know, it's rightfully so because that guy has not been, you know, like understanding of the causes. Um, He hasn't handled things well, and there he's been on the wrong side of history. He's been on the wrong side of tons of stuff you know what I mean like throughout and it's just I think uh Adam Silver has always shown that he is like you know and I think you don't have to be like the most um you know like woke person do you know what I mean like you don't have to prove everything like every time but I think there's a certain way to handle things you know there's a way to be compassionate there's a way to be empathetic there's a way to be understanding and a, kind of to be humble, too, and like desire to learn and to desire to listen to people and to desire to be able to give players their own platform. And, you know, you you don't even have to necessarily agree with everything, but you got to be able to to let them be able to do the things that they care about. And Adam Silver has been excellent at that. I think some other commissioners, including uh, Roger Goodell, um, including Bud Selig, like a lot of these guys, they just haven't done I don't know. You know, I mean, there's the whole thing about I don't get too deep into it, but, you know, there's a the whole thing about kind of systemic racism right. and just like white owners and white coaches, right. you know, and kind of always having the positions of power. And I don't know, man, like some of these other guys, they just haven't. I don't think they even have thought about it at all until it became, uh, you know, forced a big public. Yeah. A big kind of wallets. Yes. Where, where, you know, it really hurts them. And so props to Adam Silverman. He's always been good on this stuff. He's always tried to handle it, you know, as well as he can. It's obviously really complicated and tough to handle. And he's he's done a good job. So, like, he's, he's by far the best commissioner right now
0: in any sport. He changed the term owner to governors. Right. He was, uh, he was the, he, like, destroyed Donald Sterling when that yes. kind of stuff came out. Yes. Banned him for life. Like mm. that he, there was a lot of talk about how, Oh, it might be distasteful for other owners. He didn't care. Yeah, He's like, I don't care. I'm going to be on the right side of this. Uh, the Hong Kong stuff. Like yeah. he didn't care about the revenue. Like he, he shut things down for COVID. He's, he does the right thing so quickly. And yeah, that it, it's, it's pretty amazing to kind of see that. And when you see that kind of leadership, you you just follow, you just trust it, you know? Yeah. And so I think I don't see that from any other commissioner in sports right now. Not even know?
1: close, not even close. Yeah, I mean, what you see from him is like, he really has his principles mm-hmm. and he just operates on those principles. Whereas exactly. a lot of the other commissioners, you know, it's about money. Yeah. It's almost always about money. And
0: Which is their principle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I guess,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. It's disappointing. I mean, because even in the face of public outcry, like they'll just kind of still stay with the dollars until it hits them in the wallet. They're not gonna really do anything, and so it it just props, man. I mean, yeah, because
0: that that whole Hong Kong stuff that hit the NBA hard in the wallet. And and even honestly,
1: I mean, I don't know. LeBron kind of wasn't on the right side of that issue, in my opinion. You know, like not that he really said anything huge, but he, you know, it was. I don't know, you know, but, like, I think Adam Silver was pretty good about it. He was just like, hey, we're just going to do this, and then that's it, you know?
0: And that's why you respect that man, and that's why I feel like he will have a good handle on this COVID thing. One can only hope, because if something has to go, if this league has to shut down in the middle of the playoffs, uh, I am just going to weep. <laughs> I'm going to weep. Just openly, just openly weep.
1: Oh, sorry, guys. Then we're going back to just the darkest of darkest
0: timelines. (laughs) I'm going to keep making rundowns with WWE because they don't shut down for anything. (laughs)
1: They'll never, they will never shut down. No one will ever shut down the WWE.
0: (laughs) All right. That was our supersized NBA content. We'll be back with our two for the couch after this. Stay tuned. All right, we are back with our Two for the Road segment that we are rebranding Two for the Couch until COVID is over. Joe, my one for the couch. So I've been watching this documentary. Uh, The Undertaker, The Last Ride, talking about his struggle with coming to grips with the end of his career. And The Undertaker has been wrestling in WWE for 30 years, I want to say. Or something like that. Something to that length. And, you know, it's his struggle with trying to end on the John Elway. Trying to end on the Peyton Manning. You know, where you win the championship and walk off into the sunset. And for him, the, the, the walk off into the sunset, win the championship, is having the perfect match. But the problem with trying to have the perfect match when father time is not on your side it's impossible yeah it's nearly impossible to have the perfect match in your eyes when you can't do the things that you were physically capable of doing Mm -hmm. so it's it's actually a really sad depiction uh, of just a a man struggling to come to grips with his own mortality and uh, not knowing how to let go and you know other fellow wrestlers just speak out and say like he's such a good dude such a good man i wish he would just be able to be okay with himself walking away so the the final episode of the documentary aired um i actually haven't watched it but uh i believe in that episode he finally comes to grips with it so that's how the restoration redemption story cycles for this documentary and so Undertaker has actually retired from in-ring competition at WWE. And so I just want to say uh, congratulations to him. I hope he finds what he's looking for. And he's really, you know, spanned many generations of wrestling fans. Um, yeah. 90s, 2000s, 2010s, you know. And so, uh, you know, happy retirement to, to Mark Calloway, The Undertaker.
1: Man. The Undertaker. I didn't even know that that was his name. <laughs> he is just, he's iconic though.
0: He is. he is. I'll always,
1: I think Undertaker Mankind, that's like one of the.
0: Most iconic moments in wrestling history.
1: Dude, that, yeah. Mankind, dude, that guy's a beast.
0: He's the one that said, throw me off this. <laughs> it's freaking crazy, dude. It's freaking <laughs> that not crazy. Scripted. That was not scripted. All right, Joe, what is your one for the couch?
1: My one for the couch, it's going to be a little surprising, but I am actually starting to be a little excited again about the DCEU.
0: What? (laughs) No.
1: So what they have, so, you know, a while back, it's been, well, a while back, they had J.J. Abrams came in. He's taken over, like, a big chunk of this stuff. They've, you know, signed him to a contract and, and now he is heading up a lot of the stuff over there. And they are actually doing some interesting things. One of the things that they're doing, you know, they have a Flashpoint movie coming up. No. So um, they're planning to do this story where in the comics Flash goes back and saves his mom and that messes everything up. It creates like a different timeline. Hmm. And um. You know, I don't think they're going to do the actual story, but one thing that it did in comics was that it kind of reset the universe. So they're doing possibly one of the things that I thought they were going to do, which is kind of soft reboot, like doing things over again. And I think they're going to fix a lot of the, or they're going to try to clean up like some of the issues that they've been having. Um, also, did you know that the Snyder Cut of Justice League is actually coming out?
0: I heard about that.
1: Yeah, so that is actually a real thing. That's it's going to come out on HBO. I think it's going to be like an episodic thing. And when I actually heard about Snyder's uh, version of it, it sounds more interesting than what Joss Whedon came up with. Okay. And so I'm kind of I'm interested to see what they're doing with that. They're doing a Green Lantern show also on HBO. I think that's going to tie in. And it seems like they're going to try to reboot the the whole thing. And I think it will be more J.J. Abrams' ver- uh, vision for it. And you know what's crazy? Is that this just came out recently, but they're trying—they're going to do Batman Beyond. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Michael Keaton's Batman is going to come back. Whoa. He's going to come back to play Batman, the old Batman. And then they're going to do like a Terry McGinnis Batman wow. Beyond spinoff out of that. And it seems like they're trying to set up kind of a multiverse which is not as connected as the MCU, you know, where there's like a main timeline and that's what we're following, but more of a kind of like there's a lot of things going on at once in different universes. Mm. So they've already kind of set this up. Um, I don't know if you heard <laughs> this, which is pretty ridiculous, but like, cause it's about the, you know how the CW has um, TV shows? Mm-hmm. So they have like Arrow and Flash right, and this right, stuff. Right, right. So the guy who played Flash in Justice League. Uh-huh. Was actually on the Flash TV show. He was. So they did a multiverse thing where, like, this Flash is going to different. The Flash on the TV show is going to different, like, going through different worlds. Okay. And then they had a cameo where the the guy from the the movie actually was on the TV show, which is crazy. I was like, dude, that's pretty. That's pretty nuts. Like, so I guess they are actually trying to do like a bigger thing and doing it in a little bigger way, a little better way, and so. I'm a little bit excited. <laughs> Some of these things I think are kind of interesting. It's different from the MCU, but it seems like it's a little more like J.J. Abrams. One thing J.J. Abrams is really good at is like fan service, right? You know, he's really good at kind of like catering to what people want when they watch a movie, and so or when they watch a anything, a TV show, and so I'm hoping that he's gonna fix a lot of what's wrong with DC. We'll see. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's good, but I have a little bit, a little bit more hope than I did before.
0: That's just is incredibly surprising.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was the one who said they would, they would reboot. You did. And they're based, but I, I, it's good if they do. So I'm hoping they do (laughs) because they need to get out of this, what they're in right now. This, this is no good.
0: Yeah. If you're JJ Abrams, like you've really directed some, you've been at the helm of some big franchises. Dude, like every like Star Trek, Star
1: Wars, Star Wars, Trek.
0: and now what could be Batman and all yeah. the DC.
1: But I think he knows he's kind of screwed up Star Wars, so I'm hoping <laughs> he makes up for it. He's gonna make up for it out here,
0: yeah. Maybe he'll think it all the way out, all the way out. But you know, he's always good as a starter. Build I mean, that's
1: that's true. But I I just want to see something as good as the uh, the Batman video games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true those stories are really good yeah they should just put, they should just put those into action Arkham Knight <laughs> Arkham just, Asylum
1: just something at least as good as that I'll be happy
0: Killing Joke all that stuff is good alright that's it for this week that was good a lot of NBA we actually
1: talked about NBA guys we actually You're welcome, talked guys. about we did it. the real legitimate NBA some side story stuff but uh
0: Because it's actually almost here. It's getting close. It's getting close, guys. It's getting really close to it. (laughs) Wow. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate, five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is Kevin with the show. Peace. Peace.
1: Dang it. You know what we missed? You know what we missed? The most obvious reference? Which is? You know who Jokic is, right? Who? He's (laughs) Choji.
0: And they also say, like, he's handsome.
1: (laughs) He freaking took the pill, man. (laughs) He took the pill. (laughs) Hmm.